You conquered death to set me free A love so strong you bled for me My burdens lay down at the tree I feel the winds are changing now Your atmosphere is breaking out My chains are broken, I am free Heaven rose alongside me Toba, Diazitoba Massindu mi seutikon Diazitoba, Diazitoba Massindu mi seutikon Diazitoba, Diazitoba Massindu mi Welcome back to the Shedding Light Podcast. I want to say thank you first for tuning in and being loyal um, and just really enjoying this podcast. Um, as always, uh, give us a rating, um, comment, uh, give us your feedback. Uh, Did you say and give us a rating? Yes, yeah, give us a rating. Yeah, on podcast um, like things, there's ratings. You know? Are you busy doing the intro? Yes, I'm busy doing the intro. What right? are you doing? He's in my mind, he's busy doing the intro. Why are you yeah, talking? I just want to know. You said it's a conversation. We're having a conversation. You Caleb, said don't keep silent. I don't know if you've ever been on a radio interview, but you wait for the dude to finish his intro. He will then intro you. Sorry. You will then I'm enter sorry. the conversation. You can start again. It's just the longest intro I've ever heard. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Shedding Loud podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening in. Um, and yeah, thank you for your feedback. It's been good to, good to hear from you all. Um, today's conversation, uh, as you heard when you clicked on this, um, Diazi Toba, 
this really awesome original song that's come through our worship community. And we're speaking to the songwriters today, Charlie, Caleb, and Sino. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, bro. Hey. Hey. Sino, we'll start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the people. They probably all know you, but yeah, go for it. Cool. How's it going, guys? My name is uh, Sino Gua, and uh, I'm a filmmaker, photographer, and I go to Laos. And I've been here for a number of years. A number um, of years now. Yeah. A long time. A long time. Came here as a little boy, hey? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm no longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just don't know how we're supposed to follow that. I'm a filmmaker, producer, cinematographer, yeah. photographer. I'd left like, all of those out for you. Boy. I, I know you left. I only just put two of them so that you could follow that. I <laughs> have my own website. Please go follow me on Google. Not much I can't do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my profile, it just says... I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. Um, I'm assuming I'm next. Uh, my name's Caleb. I am, however old I am, 22, I think. 22. Uh, work in short-term insurance, which sounds boring. It's actually a great time. Uh, and other than that, there's not much more. I like to write songs that are sung by people. Cool. Sometimes. My yeah. name is Charlie. I'm a musician for a living. Uh currently playing no music due to covid but uh yeah it is what it is other than that having a great time awesome thank you guys thank you for being here um yeah and as i said diazi toba it's a song you all heard mm. awesome song awesome song one of the two bilingual original songs that we have um and yeah i thought kind of start starting from that point um you know the song story, where it started, how, how it all came to be. Um, was it a kind of, you know, angel appeared in your room at 2 a.m.? Yes. You know, was it? Oh, perfect. Great. Finally, we have one of those stories. <laughs> but, you know, how, how did it all start? What, what, what brought the song into being? Okay, well, it definitely wasn't an angel in our bedrooms. <laughs> in fact, it was, <laughs> it was a croaky voice and a guitar with a beautiful heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, the song started with, with me, I assume. Uh, just, I don't know, I wanted to write a song about humbling ourselves and just God take all the glory, you know? So, and I think I had been talking to a couple of people in the church about writing bilingual stuff. Um, so, of course, Sinor came into that because he's bilingual. He's actually trilingual. He's quadrilingual. Yeah, oh, there's a few. There's a couple. There's a couple. He speaks many languages. So I thought, who better to go to? So I asked him to help translate. And then I realized I just got stuck on the song. And then that's where Charlie came in and brought the other 50% of the song. Cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, not really a song story as per se. Okay. Now, now for those for those who have been a part of Loudas for, for a while, um, will have been aware of the whole kingdom culture conversation um, that that started oh, what was it two years ago 2018 2018 2018 kingdom culture conversation um, and there there was a lot of um, progression in our worship community from that conversation did Diazi Toba have anything to do with that was it was it separate to it um, was it totally unrelated I don't want to be the one answering all the questions here well, you're the one who knows though okay um, I don't <laughs> think so I'm gonna be honest uh, we wrote the song a long time ago. Um, and my memory is, is quite quite bad. So I don't think it was, though. I think it was just written out of a place. Um, we wanted to be culturally relevant, culturally inclusive. Cool. Before um, the whole Kingdom Culture um, weekend, as we 
refer to it as I remember it um, as, as that movement started. I think it was before that. Uh, I hope it was before that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what joke? I hope it was. I hope my heart what? was there before. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. it was like. Before it needed to be prompted into yeah, that space. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, hope yeah, it I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I think, yeah, I think that from that time, 2018, I think as a worship community at Laras, we've, we've all been on that journey together. And yeah. I think yeah. a part of that influenced the song, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, because then I remember, I remember, actually, I think. I remember you both were at your place and I came over one day. It was a bra or something. It's always a bra. Yeah, there was just something going on <laughs> as, and I just came over and you guys were in the middle of it. You both were there. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Not originally, not originally. The originally, oh, I apologize. You, I remember you coming to my bedroom and I was sitting on a yeah. chair. Yeah. Where I don't remember Charlie being there. Yeah, I definitely was. We were actually, you and I were busy writing the, you brought the song to me. We were busy writing it. We were getting through the verse and oh, then... Sino came yeah. over. You guys went into your bedroom and came out with the chorus. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I think that is great. what it happened. It's pretty magical. Yeah. Goodness, these are the types of things that can I, happen at Bryce. I'm yeah. so glad that you guys remember because I don't remember it like that <laughs> at all. But there's, you know, I'm gonna trust you guys. Um, you should. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Do Do you think so? So Sino, you just touched on that. You know, regardless of whether of whether the song was. Um, heavily influenced by the kingdom culture conversation, it definitely um, was almost like a, a you know uh, the only the only cornerstone. <laughs> well, the only saying I can think of is like putting a fire uh, like under your backside. That's the only saying I can think of, and I know it's not a great saying, but Driving but it, it was kind of like like a starting point for. This yeah. this real intentional push into looking at more culturally relevant songs here at mm. at Lighthouse. Do you think that Diazi Toba was like a starting point for that? Yeah, I can't, I don't know if Diazi Toba was written before Ndiagutanda, but I do think it, it's been sung more in church. I'm sure if we mm. can pull up the records, um, Diazi Toba is. I think it's a very inclusive song, as Caleb said, from the like the melody and and how easy it is to sing yeah. the closer bits, um, which is why then it's it's actually easy for the congregation to actually sing along. Um, so I do think that that's why the church has actually latched onto it and it's been sung so many times. Um, and some might say that it was sung before it was ready. Yeah. But <laughs> was. <we> could, <laughs> it was sung before. It was definitely sung before it was ready. So, okay, it, it, was sung, it was sung before it was ready, you know, Charlie, we, we had the conversation with, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was the first week, um, mm. I was talking to Ben about those who dwell, and we were just talking about how, um, you know, if you're writing a song, there's kind of this balance between playing around too much with it to the point that you've messed it up so much and, you know, kind of that like, it's sitting on 99% and you're stressing so much to get it to perfection, but it the more you play with it, the more harm you do to it. There's a balance between that and um, going, I don't want to touch it because in case I mess it up and then you're actually, yeah. you know, you could be doing more to it. Yeah. Well, as a songwriter personally, I am so open to workshopping a song. I'll rip out a whole bridge and put a new one. In. I'll sure. even take the chorus out if I eventually don't like it and I'll change it until I feel that the song is whole and complete. Um, but that's just the way I am. And 
I think it's good to not be afraid to pull parts out that you you thought were fine, but later on, once the picture's more complete, it doesn't really fit in. Um, I think sometimes you've got to be okay to just pull something out and change it, put something else in. Sure. Um, do I think that you can overdo it and overanalyze it? Sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think there's an art to workshopping a song and getting it done the way it should be. Yeah. For those of you who can't see, yeah, the power just came on and we yeah. are all squinting. Yeah. So Our eyes are just going nuts right now. I was like, I don't know what we're talking about. The light came on. Yeah, we were all just God blinded. interventions are happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so looking at, at, wish, at like workshopping songs then, um, I know it would be a purely hypothetical um, scenario, but do you think the song could have come to be without collaboration between the three of you? No. no. Great. No, um, so I used to truly hate collaborating on songs because um, I love <laughs> the thought. Yeah. I love the thought of a musician writing their own stuff yeah. and yeah. putting their own words to paper and telling their story. Um, but there's something magical that happens when people collaborate. Something that gets created that's even better than it could have been. Mm without those other people there's no ways the song could have been written without Sino and caleb and myself together it would have been something completely different yeah yeah, yeah it's it's interesting how we all have different opinions on on collaborating because i think i think i, I also sit in the camp of uh, i prefer solo mm. but then i i have to acknowledge that there are things that i'm not good at doing yeah that i need to collaborate yeah. with people yeah um I find myself yeah. being terrible with uh, finishing songs. So I'll have, I can bring an idea and I can even have three quarters of a song and then I'm stumped. I'll be stumped for literally just months until I put it in front of someone and within 10 minutes we have the rest of the song and then I'm just, I'm almost sad because I'm like, I should have been able to think of that. But I couldn't <laughs> have. I wouldn't have thought about it yeah. until I asked someone else. And, you know, I think it's about having, especially when it comes to, to worship music, you know, a music that is, is directed at God just to honor Him. I struggle with this at times, but it's not for us. You know, I, it's, it's completely for him. So I don't yeah. need to be able to go, I wrote that song alone. Um, as much as sometimes it is nicer to say that and have, you know, be aware, like, no, I, I put in the effort, I wrote that, and I get to, you know, bring this before God. And, but, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think, I am think, I making sense? Yeah, you are making sense. But I do, I do think, like, they, you, you did steer the song. I mean, you were the one who, who really pushed me to get the chorus out. And then I'm sure... You then kept going back to Charlie to get to get um, to get input. But I think for myself, I think I, I I've never written a worship song on my own. I I pick up a guitar or an instrument and I I play, and it's just between me and God, I guess. But there's nothing that comes out of that that I can go. Sure, like no, that's nothing nice. materializes. Yeah, nothing materializes out of that that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or like mm. if we're singing on a Sunday. And like I uh, go like free flow and record it, nothing will will go past that. I think I do, I'm sure I will. I would need to be more intentional, but I I do thrive in the space of co-writing and just helping other people and yeah. letting someone else steer, and I can just give my input and I can, yeah, yeah, give my input. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Sure. Now, when it comes to to the chorus, okay. Um, Corsa words, Caleb, mm. Charlie, 
Yes. Assuming you didn't come up with those. I didn't. So. <laughs> I just kind of checked it with you. Know. <laughs> 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 no, no, I did not do so, that. Okay. So, so was that you came, you came to Sino with, with a chorus? Yeah. So I came to, I came to Sino with, with a melody and, and words. And I said, now, how do I, what would this be sound like? And how would it sound correct with the melody, you know, timing wise and all of that. And then he took it away for a while. As, well, yeah. from what I remember, he didn't just translate and say, cool, there it is, you know. Okay. He took it away for a while and he, I don't know if he, he checked it. This is, this is what I'm saying. We might remember it differently. This no, I, did, I, remember I it. did take it. I did take it, yeah. And then, so yeah, I gave it to him and then I also gave, gave it to, I was working at a restaurant at the time and uh, one of the people working in the kitchen, I went to them as well just to kind of check it. After I'd given it back After to you. After you'd given it back to me. Not because <laughs> I didn't trust them. Check. I just had to double check. <laughs> and then they gave me a completely different answer. Yeah. So I went back to Sinor going like, what's going on here and then he was like i understand what they're saying but it's not a, the correct translation so so i think the whole idea there like i think something we can touch on now is that there's a saying in Kosa that says is it closer which means you you can't translate closer like yeah so a word doesn't mean a word it's, it's a whole phrase it's a whole mm. It's a culture. It's the, it's the context in which that word has is, been used. Right. Okay. Exactly. So Caleb came to me with this idea of humbling ourselves mm. before God. Um, but in Kosa, literally in Dazi, Toba means to Toba something. If I go to this pot and I turn down the stove, I would Toba the stove, right? Oh, okay. Turn it down, humble. But to Toba also, it's a gesture of humbling yourself and mm. to, to lower yourself. But then you have to find words and phrases that would suit the melody and then also look at the yeah. congregation and how would yeah. that because i was also thinking about it like the word kneel in kosa is guka right yeah he, he brought so, that to me and i thought is yeah. there another way yeah. <laughs> so now let's let's just run this through like that yeah. doesn't sound right and I don't know how it's going to go down in church Charlie do you want to give it like, <laughs> like no, you, wanna, no, you, you know what I think you wrote such perfection yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. we wouldn't want to mess with yeah. that now no. yeah. so, so, the, so the trick is like just trying to find what, what you're trying to say and find words that say that, that and also sound good and just work nicely you know? yeah yeah, I love the fact that when when he brought it to me, when Sinal brought it to me, he explained the fact that it was an action. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, it, it was it was so much more than just a, a phrase that I'm saying. It's it's an action. It's a doing yeah. sentence, yeah. and yeah. that was something I loved about that. Yeah, I I think you know, the the first time I I really understood this idea of um, that it's not just simply direct translating was watching uh, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. and and <laughs> like That's a an incredible movie like like, like a, bun <laughs> a bunch of 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 guys from varsity were watching it and they they were they were laughing during during the one scene where yeah. um i think uh what is his name uh war the warmonger yeah yeah so where warmonger walks in um and they're all talking oh, yeah. and there's subtitles <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily a funny scene but they were laughing. So yeah. I went to them afterwards and I was like, what, what was so funny about that? And they're like, because the subtitles did not match what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just, it, they they, did, they yeah. did not match. Yeah. And I realized then, I'm like, <clears throat> sorry, I realized then like, okay, you, it's not simply mm. direct because you totally miss, you yeah. totally miss things. Yeah. Um, and 
it it does you know you say caleb you said like how it 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 kind of adds something where you where you know like it's a it's an action you know yeah um and so i think it's so important for us to understand how that translating works because when you're singing it in church and you've got the words diazitoba and then just in brackets the english words there yeah it as close as possible Mm. Yeah. but it's never going to have, carry the same meaning yeah. you know so if we had to just directly translate the song to English one day it's not going to be the same song anymore yeah. it's not mm. going to carry the same thing and I think that's that's what's so beautiful about having it bilingual is yeah. that you're getting this yeah. the, the whole story you mm. know and it's not as simple as just taking a song and going ah oh, let's just you know translate this song mm. you know but it's you're true. writing it for that bilingual collaboration rather than just mm. here's an english song let's make it close now you know, let's make it zulu click yeah yeah because yeah, otherwise <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goodness yeah you know <laughs> yeah then you've yeah. got everything going wrong with that so writing okay writing songs writing worship songs um we've we've now all had a a, a part in writing worship songs with varying degrees of difficulty Okay, with 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 varying <laughs> degrees. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest; it is varying degrees of difficulty. You know, I mean, when when I when I brought um, Forever Rain to the church, um, I was like, "Fantastic, they love it." I must now go on a songwriting binge, mm. and I just I was like, "Man, I'm, I've got to get all the songs out now," and nothing <laughs> else came from it. And yeah. I was like, "Well, oh, that was fun," you know, because yeah. I just I found it so difficult to to do something more with that. Now, Charlie. You are you you arguably have the the most extensive experience in songwriting amongst us. I don't um, think that's arguable no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's quite straight it's fact. clean cut. It's just, yeah, it's just it's fact. fact. Okay, okay. Um, but the difference between writing a, a secular song and a worship song—it's huge. Is it is it huge? It's I mean, is it really you got no that idea. difference? It is so hard. So songwriting is a skill at its core that's what it is it's a skill that can yeah. be improved and can be sharpened i've honed my skill and made it better and better to the point where i now like the way i write secular stuff and then sure. i tried my hand at christian songwriting and i was gobsmacked <laughs> like it was it's hard it's rough. what what makes it so much harder that that was a weird way to say harder, hard or what makes it so much harder than, than well, writing secular music? I love words. I've always, like, I love the idea of being able to paint pictures and I love to be able to interpret words um, and interpret sentences. And that's what I like to do with my storytelling. And as soon as you are writing Christian songs, it has to be fact. It has to be yeah. truth. You can't be spouting nonsense like which it just makes it a whole lot harder because yeah. if you don't know your Bible, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause I guess I, so it, I'm double checking everything I want to say, but I still want to say it poetically. I don't want to say yes. straightforward. I don't want to read yeah. you don't 1 sing, John verse 2. Yeah, you don't want to sing something straight out yeah. of King James just yes. <laughs> you know, up on the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, because so yeah, yeah, I guess I guess you know, yeah, when you're writing when you're writing secular stuff, it's going, these are my feelings. Yeah. This is this is my story or something. Yeah. When you're writing a worship song, you're writing and you and you're going, Oh, I hope that's theologically correct. Yeah. Because true. it can't, you know, it can't true. just be singing anything. Furthermore, secular music and Christian music, you'll notice it has 
melodies that are just prevalent in that genre. Like you can hear when a song is a Christian song. You can just yeah. hear yeah. something about it. Yeah. it. It speaks and you're like, oh, that's Christian. Yeah. And when I, I've, so I've got an average melody range. When, when I'm trying to choose for Christian songs, I tend to write older styled Christian songs, which is a problem. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Caleb is pretty great at coming up with these awesome ideas, which mm. I enjoy working on and pushing till it's complete. Uh, but when I try to come up with Christian songs on, by myself, it's very old. Can, it I, feels can old I say, <laughs> I find it completely opposite. When I've tried to write secular songs, and I've, of course, I, there's no reason I need to write them. I'm not a professional <laughs> musician at all. But when I've tried to write songs for um, Jasmine or someone, for those who don't know, that is... My girlfriend, I have one Shout of those. Shout out, plug. Plug. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, we yeah. went on a little bit of a tangent right there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. I got one of those. Oh, my goodness. All, All right. right. Basically, what well I was trying done. to say though, is when, I, when I've tried to write secular music, every <laughs> single song sounds identical and it's so, so boring. And I find it so difficult to paint pictures or paint this like, you know, this visual effect that you can see while just by speaking these words. Whereas it comes to worship music, I'm so happy to make every song singing holy, holy, glory to the king. You know, all songs, they can all have the exact same words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you change the melody and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because, um, and I think that's the, that's the simple side of, of worship music is that it can be so repetitive because we're in, we're in no rush. You know, mm. when, you're, when you're honoring God, when you're worshiping God, there's no mm. rush. Whereas mm. with this, a secular song, you have about, what, three, three minutes, three minutes, 50, and you've you got to get your story out in that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, you've got to catch someone. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I find well, it. Well, I mean, you touch on an interesting thing that, yeah, that you say, you know, we're in no rush. We're just worshiping God. Um, but even, you know, Christian music 40, 50 years ago is not what it is now. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Um, you know there, there's now the, the, the generic name CCM given to it, it's contemporary Christian music, which is just your your kind of, and I use the word generic loosely, not trying to offend anyone here, but, you know, just kind of the, the, the generic um, uh, commercial Christian music mm. that is, that is produced. And, you know, you say that you could, you could just, th- you know, have simple words, same kind of, kind of melodies. And I think in a private worship space, that's perfect, but there's definitely the side that goes. You know, I've I've got to I've got to work on the way I'm writing this, um, because yeah. other people are going to hear it, or because this is going on an album that's going to go out there, and yeah. you know, millions of people will hopefully listen to this thing. And yes, you know, there we could get on a whole nother tangent on who are you writing for. Yeah. yeah. But on that, you know. There, there is definitely this this tension between I've got to write a song with good theology yeah. because that's the that's what it has to be because the song is about God. Mm. But then there's also that part of you that goes, I want it to be poetic. I want it to sound pretty. I want it to sound nice when it comes to lyrics, instrumentation, arrangement, whatever it may be. Mm. And you you kind of want to marry both of these things together in this perfect harmony. Yeah. yeah, that's probably where it gets really difficult. Is because you're you're trying to take good theology and mix it in with the, shall we call it the the musical, um, the depth of the musical world that is found in secular music. Mm. Because you know, if, I, I would I would argue that the depth of musicality in Christian music is not 
there. No. I don't think it's nearly as deep as what it could be. I agree. Yeah. I was, I was just going to go on. If you look at the way David wrote uh, Worship Music Man, <laughs> his music was, it was just full on books. Yeah. It yeah. was just, you have a full on chapter that I still, I really want to hear him sing one of me those songs <laughs> in heaven. I just want to know what it sounds like. You know, did he have a fan base? Is there following? Yeah. Did they all come to his yeah. the temple and sing yeah, yeah. his songs together? I can imagine Caleb arriving at the gates of heaven one day going, going yeah, I'll get to the, the, the golden, the golden. Where's David at? Where's David? Where's David? What did you mean by this song? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think there's something I just want to touch on and just want to get your guys' thoughts though is like you touched on it earlier, Charlie. You said like that, um, you said that Christian music has a has a, a, sound. a sound. It has yeah. a. Do you think that is a, a good or a bad thing, or and do you think that there should be people intentionally trying to change that, break that, or do you think, think it's a good thing? Yeah, I think it's incredibly limiting. That's what I think it is, and. There are people who try to break the mold and push it, and they do a pretty good job. Um, I think it's a open world, though. There's so much room for growth in that, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I think I think it should be broken, a barrier that should be broken through, and people should explore and try push it. The problem is that we found a formula that works in a Sure. congregation when yeah. you're trying to sing together it just works yeah and we enjoy it yeah. um and that kind of leaves you st- like you get stuck a bit yeah. in that um but i think it's time to grow i think there's there's room to grow and there are artists out there doing it um which i think is really cool so i wouldn't say that we're not doing it i just think there's a lot of room to grow in that area and you yeah. know can i also say i think it's because of you know, so many people are getting their worship from the same places because not everyone's yeah. a songwriter because it's such a difficult thing to do, mm. especially to write something that is actually going to add value and that makes yeah. complete sense and that's congregant friendly. Um, so what do we do? We go to Bethel and Hillsong and um, whoever else, I can't think right now. Um, we're all getting from the same places. Yeah. And then you go, you'll go visit another church and they maybe have one or two songs that you haven't really heard, but, you know, it's all pretty similar. Yeah. Um, and if you look at our worship, it's it. I mean, worship music kinda, in my opinion, was more of like a rock vibe back in the day. It, it was a bit it's more just, of yeah. a heavier yeah. rock yeah. vibe, yeah. just because we grew up on yeah. and that's early early, yeah. early 2000s yeah. Hillsong. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. speaking specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm talking specifically in our context. This is not everyone's context. Um, but yeah, it went from that, and as soon as the world's churches that we see started to change their sound, so did we. And at this point, it seems as though we're just waiting upon them to change and then we will, you know, and I think if we can find a way to get our voices heard and just practice writing new and different vibes and different sounds, I think it can change, especially in PE, you know, because our churches are so, they like to collaborate. They want to know what's the other church singing, what what are you guys doing, where are you getting your music from? So Mm. I think even if it's just little old Lighthouse starts writing a different vibe, it's going to catch on. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think even like to, without changing the subject, but like I Live For You is a good example. The song that Caleb wrote is like when I first heard it for the first time and I like pushed you for a year yes, before you, <laughs> you actually sent it to the church and I kept asking about that song. In my mind, the way I heard it from him playing it and the music I'd put in my head, 
I didn't hear it in a rock way. And we brought it to the church and we started playing it. And somehow, just by the church, the band, it went on a rock direction. Sure. Like when you wrote it, it, it was at a point and it could go anywhere. You know? yes, yeah, and have. as soon as the church latched on, it just went in the rock direction. You know? And I think that answers that, that, that what you're saying, yeah. like that it's where we're drawing our music from and it's, it's what we're it's listening ingrained. to. And you know, yeah. I think that's actually something that, that maybe we need to work on as Lighthouse. You know, it, it's too Definitely. easy to take a song that let's say I, I've come up with and bring it to everyone. Yeah. When I actually, I should be so much more protective and it might mm. seem even arrogant or prideful or you, you should be sharing your music, but I should be, as Charlie was saying, Diazi Torba could have been released a lot later. What I should have done, not with Diazi Torba necessarily, but with other music, I should maybe be more protective, you know, and be careful who I invite in to write with me. Be careful who I collaborate with yeah. to, until, like I should have maybe even just stuck just with Sino on I Live For You because he had a vision for it. Mm. Mm. of course if I disagreed I mean we could have spoken about that but yeah. we, we would have found yeah. a vision that might have been way better than where it is now yeah. I mean you never know yeah I, I agree I agree wholeheartedly because I think you know besides the fact that I, I really really agree that it is so important who you collaborate with um, because you can get all sorts of opinions yeah. um, that might come from a good place but you know especially if, if you're bringing someone in just with hey I just want your thought on this chorus. Yeah. Mm. And they immediately just start ripping your bridge apart. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> Thank well, you. I didn't really ask you <laughs> yeah. about the yeah. bridge, you know? But we've all been there. Yeah. But you know, you 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 say you say about um you know, so Sino, you said for I live for you I live for you, for instance. Yeah. Um you heard something different. Yeah. Um I do think that the way we inevitably come to the style of songs that we play also has a lot to do not just with the music we listen to but just for how long the church has been stuck and the church i use as a generic yes, yeah, you know yeah. the worldwide the church yeah. how long the church has been stuck in this this is what christian music in a, at like. a congregation level sounds like because yeah. when you've been on a worship team for 10 years yeah. And that's the only style of music you've played now immediately someone brings an original song that you have to play in a different genre, you're not going to be able to do that, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah. we were, I was talking with, uh, we were talking with Burn uh, in the first week, um, and she just mentioned something interesting that uh, the way um, we sing "Those Who Dwell" in church is never how she'd want to record it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, so there could also be that element of it going, the way I've written the song, mm. this is this is the way I want it to sound, but in a live setting when it's multiple different people playing it every single week yeah. and I can't, I can't control everything they play too much, yeah. you know, that you kind of almost in a sense, just have to be okay with what you get, you know? Yeah. And I'll say that in a, in a, with awful language there, but yeah. you know, you'd kind of just have to be okay with what you get, you know? True, but I don't, I think people mustn't be afraid. Uh, for instance, if, Caleb's written a song. Don't be afraid to take that song away and give it bones. Give it a a structure sure. that can't be taken from yeah. it. Something something that's really there that makes the song the song, and then bring it back. 
and say this is actually how I'd like the song to sound. And while the bass line may play something different or the drums may do something different, it's still got these bones that keep the song, yeah. hold yeah. the song to his original yeah. view, how he saw the song was going to be. Yeah. That's very important to do, yeah. And I think Diazitoba is a good example because it's been sung in different melody, in different um, keys and in different uh, time timings. Um, yeah. Because some people have sung it as like a first song mm. and some people have sung it like four, fifth, fourth, yeah. fifth song. Slower. And uh, slower. Yeah. And it still carries the, 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 I don't know, do you guys agree that it still uh, yeah. carries the, the way that the song was written? Mm. You know, what do you think? Well, I, it, it's, I mean, even in this room, I think all four of us would lead the song so differently. Yeah. In fact, me and Charlie sing different melodies to the song. <laughs> and that I shouldn't okay. say on, yeah. But, and it's, it's the slight, this the is smallest. Probably, this is probably where Charlie was saying that it was unfinished when it came. It was, it was, I think it was, it was uncooked. That's yeah. it was, it's the, the smallest it variation. Was just, it was a raw though. chicken when it arrived. It wasn't done. <laughs> and, then, and then it got brought forward. It's kind of like, yeah, it just it, it got carried away a little bit and then we started playing it and then it was already out there sure and um i would have i would have worked on that song more. sure i think the chorus needs work i think it needs some bones mm. uh but well a good you know if we think of those who dwell we sang it in its first iteration for um i think it was 10 years before a bridge was put to that song mm. yeah. so do you do you think that there there ever comes a point where it's too late to work on a song that uh, it's too late to now try to change something uh no because you can, I think you can just do, it's like a rewrite. That's what, like, sure. um, and we've seen different places do that. Like Hillsong will come out with all these old songs that they used to play and they've rewritten mm. them with different instruments and yeah. try to change how they sound. So I don't think it, it'll ever be too late. Mm. Um, I do think it'll be difficult though, especially if it's in our congregation only. You know, for us, it's different hearing Bethel do a version of a song and then hearing a different version going, oh, wow, what a nice vibe, you know? Yeah. But if you're singing that one song for 10 years in your church, and then all of a sudden, I bring yeah. it to you and say, we're now singing it like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to hit the Let chorus me, and we're going to all <laughs> sing it differently. You know? <laughs> Let me um, go back and say, I'm not talking about change of melody, bass melody. I'm talking about instrumentation. And okay. The uh, feel yeah. of the song. I'm not talking yes. about yeah, yeah. changing the melody completely. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a couple of times on YouTube where you watch the like the church sing it and then you watch the album launch and it's it's got bones as Charlie says and mm. it's got a bit of meat. So Yeah. I think that's not a that's not a it shouldn't be a problem. No, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Guys, this has been great. Mm. Is it over this already? It's been great. Well, it's not it's not over already, but just, you know, to kind of get some final thoughts from you guys. Um, you know, just I think I think what's been really great in this episode to to just dive into is just how how different a song story can be, you know, across the board. Yeah. You know, and just that that this this song in particular has seen so so many um, has seen so much different input from different people. Um, and I think it does it does bring an interesting point to the table of when you've got a song and you've worked on a song and it comes before people different people than you who have to play it yeah. how it can take on a totally different form yeah. that you didn't you didn't plan for it and I think that's why Charlie I like your point of working it so it, it at least has some bones to it you know that that something uh, unshiftable just yeah that that when you bring it you can go like 
you know, if this sounds a little bit different and this sounds a little bit different, that's fine. But this basic structure of it, that's what it is. Mm. That's how it needs to sound. And, and yeah, I, I, I do think that's also where, you know, as you said, collaboration can help, you know, because you could write a song and go, I don't know how else this can sound better, but I know it needs to sound better in some way. And you know, sometimes you even write a song and you go, I don't know if this is congreg- con- congregational or not. Yeah. I-, I have a song at the moment that I, I wrote for myself that I love playing. I love playing it by myself, but I have no idea if we'll ever sing it in the church just because I don't know if it'll even work. And I think when you, when you make your bones, you must be prepared to, to take it to people and go, you know what? If they don't take it, that's actually fine. Yeah. Because I'm going to just write another song anyway. Yeah. I can take this back and I can just worship. And I think sometimes we don't do that. I, I mean, you, so you can feel weird about writing a worship song that no one else ever worships with, you know? Because yeah. it, it almost feels weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think we've got to be comfortable enough to do that. So if you know if they don't want it, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's okay to write a song that isn't going to be sung in church. Yeah. And for I think more people should be open to that idea to be okay with just writing a song uh, just to write a song, just to worship the Lord with. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It doesn't need to be heard by other people. It doesn't need to be taken in by your church. Uh, but just to write That's a song, just goal. to yeah. worship the Lord is yeah. is mm. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because look, at, at the end of the day, you know, he's the one who gave us the gift. He's exactly. the one that put this in us. And our first prize should always be writing a love song to the one who mm, yeah. has blessed us with this in the first place. Yeah. You know? So guys, just some quick fire questions. All right. Don't think too deep about so them. Don't, uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Why try is everyone and, getting so tense? You know? That's <laughs> so funny, man. The last two weeks as well. It's like you know, out, pouring out your heart for the song. As soon as I say quick fire questions, you're like, oh man, this is where it's gonna get intense. <laughs> I thought we hit the quick fire questions. Everyone, I've been unprepared. So, so, well, just, just don't think too deeply about these things. Okay, they're not super, super deep and hectic, but just you know, first thing that comes to mind. So, um. When you when it comes to writing a song, okay, music or lyrics? Apples. Apples. Well, think you a bit deeper than that. You said first thing that came to mind. <laughs> no, sorry, ask question again. Ask question again. So, music or lyrics when it comes to writing a song, what do you first go to? Are you saying melody or lyrics? Well, yeah. Well, I guess melody or just... Um, chord progression. Yeah, chord progression, um, melody, yeah, or the lyrics. Okay. okay Charlie, Charlie, go first. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'll that laugh be, was in tune. Uh, playing piano or <laughs> guitar or something. I've moved her away. I've like moved far away from writing with acoustic. I don't know why. Um, I fi- actually, I know why. It limits me. I feel <laughs> okay. like I'm writing super folk vibes when sure. I do that. So I usually write with the piano or um, electric or something like that. And I'll be playing something and I'll be singing whatever I feel like. I'll be free-flowing melody until I find a melody that I really enjoy. And then I'm super into lyrics. Uh, so I'll go back and rewrite my lyrics until they say exactly what I want them to say. Um, and I'll think about that a lot. So I definitely do melody first and then lyrics. Um, kind of at the same time, I'll be, sing- I'll be <laughs> yeah. singing words, but the words will never stay okay. uh, for the song. I'll always rewrite my words um, to make them say what I want them to say. Cool. 
which is a problem because then we end up liking that version. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. like, he <laughs> does, and then he switches well, it up. that's why I don't like showing people my song. <laughs> or if that's you, why, you, yeah, that's why you don't like collaborations. Cause just, <laughs> well, I don't, in truth, I still don't like collaboration yeah. <laughs> when it comes to my own stuff. Like when yeah. I'm busy writing my own album or EP or sure. whatever, I don't like collaborating. Uh, but I absolutely love collaborating with other people on their projects. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I've done a lot of recently, I don't like, I don't like other people been, telling me what to do, but I love telling me. other people what they need <laughs> yeah. to do with their stuff. The, 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 the problem is that I have a sound that I want to create and I yeah. have something that I'm hearing. Um, so I've even found if I just send my song to a producer or whatever, that it it doesn't come out the way I want it yeah. to. So I have to sit on there and produce. And I realized that you said quick fire questions and now I've gone into a long that's fine. tangent. No, no, that's great. Telling you how I would write songs. That's great. That's yeah. perfect. It was right. my fault. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sino, Sino just, that's Caleb. what you do. You open up the board. Um, for me, I, it, it depends. I found that I can sit down with a pen and paper and no guitar and try and write something that I find beautiful. And I've done that before and then I'll pick up a guitar and see what it sounds like singing it. Cool. Um, other times I'll get words and melody together like I've been working you're walking around all of a sudden you just start writing down and you sing it at the same time other times it's a guitar uh, so yeah I, I kind of just do it whatever comes yeah I'm melody and then that's where it stays that's where it stays <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like, I, I, like I'll make up some cool melodies oh cool and try and find the words and I'm just I'm not a Sure. My brain doesn't function in that way. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So that's for me. Now, the three of you are all, you're all multi-instrumentalists, okay? Regardless of what Caleb might say, he is a multi-instrumentalist. It means you play more than one thing, Caleb. It doesn't, I barely it doesn't, play one thing. Okay? <laughs> so, okay. But you, 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 all, you all have have various musical talents. Um, what do you prefer most to do? What, or like what instrument do we enjoy bass, playing the most? Bass. 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 Yeah. Playing the bass. Singing yeah. the bass. Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer singing out of everything, but it, it depends on the day because other days I prefer drumming. Cool. Yeah. I think it uh, just depends on the mood or what song I'm playing. So like banjo. Never the banjo. <laughs> never the banjo. <laughs> uh, I got into the banjo for a while. It is so hard. Um, but I'll, like, especially when I'm writing songs, I'll write a song on the piano. Then that is a piano song. I want to play the piano on that oh, song. Oh, cool. Um, but when I'm on like a worship team, I'll be singing and then i want to be drumming but then i'll be drumming and i want to be singing like, so so you'll move time. to one thing and you're like i don't want to do this anymore that, yeah. that's i've changed my mind yeah <laughs> i don't know why that's cool that's cool now um final question okay uh i don't know who we're gonna have to start with because it may be it may you may have to think about this a little bit but you're i don't even know what to call it but the dream person to be on stage with like a worship person. That no, doesn't have to be. Because my first thought was Marcus Mumford. Well, there you go. <laughs> Marcus Mumford. My dream it wasn't even a question. Dream person to be on stage, Marcus Mumford. Yeah. On stage? Definitely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll He's got it. Christian parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what he's trying to say. I don't, I don't know, know what, what his story is. I don't know what Marcus's beliefs are because oh, he hasn't really openly said. Um, <laughs> he's open to change. He sang a hymn during lockdown, You'll Never Walk Alone. There we go. That was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. That was yeah. very cool. Yeah. It also shows he's a Liverpool supporter, which is fine. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> no, Liverpool <laughs> took the song. The song is a standalone. Oh, okay, okay, Liverpool okay, okay, has okay. just like taken the song. They've stolen it. So we don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. Can I be honest? I've never thought of singing with anyone else. Uh, as so I'm just, there's no one. There's no, no, Taylor Swift. That's, that's very no. Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> don't, you, I'm you don't want to sing with Taylor Swift? 
half the time I, I wish I was leading it alone. Um, <laughs> who do you want? Because sometimes I find it? it easier. I've got no idea. I've got no. Sino go first, and then I'll, I'll see if something uh, comes. In the secular world, Masego would be a vibe. Wow. Oh, I can see that. That'll yeah. be incredible. I and can then see that. I would just like like to be on band when Corey Asbury is like doing his thing yeah he's just like what what does he say to the drummer like yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> come on joe four on the floor <laughs> yeah like, just like yeah yeah Corey okay. would be a vibe on stage that'll be cool yeah. no i've got absolutely no one you've got no one I've, no one yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. martin smith, martin wow. smith. no i've got absolutely no no martin. yeah, martin, oh, no. yeah okay, half these people else. just make me feel like i shouldn't be chris clafford chris clafford i would love to just sit next to him but Thank i actually just want to watch him i just want to watch him play Thank you, Caleb, for, you for saying someone that we all have to Google now. You can, uh, you can easily achieve I know that by just buying to tickets to this concert. No, he doesn't have I know he wants to share the stage. What's his name? Benjamin Clementine. Yeah. Please can we insert like something there? Just check the link below. Yeah. Yeah. I'll insert some of his music just before it gets copyrighted. Oh man, guys, thank you so much. This has been fun. This has been a good time. I appreciate the the time that you took to to come and be here. Um, and yeah, look forward to the next conversation. Thank you for having us. Thank cool. you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, I'll be back. I'll Don't be back know. next week. Then we'll be back next week. Any time. You said any time. You haven't released those other songs. I live for you. right there. Okay, then you'll be back. And then when you're coming back again. I have like four in my bag. They're just none are release worthy. Release them now as so you can come back next <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start <laughs> writing a bunch of songs just so I can come back on show. Just oh, guys. man. Guys, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening in, for tuning in. Um, as always, uh, God bless. Stay safe. And until next time, peace. <laughs>